0: Hello, the Battlefield and non-Battlefield players. Welcome to Battlefield One Podcast, where we talk about Battlefield and only Battlefield. How many times I said Battlefield? It doesn't really matter, honestly, because I'm just adding more words for the algorithm to detect, and so people can find us more easily on Spotify or any ad- any other audio platform out there. Anyway, my name is Tom, aka the Lancaster Soldier, and it was an amazing intro, I know. And I'll be your host for today. So grab a drink, snack, whatever makes you comfortable, and let's talk about Battlefield. You know the greatest game in the universe. Okay, maybe not the greatest, but hey, I'm I'm just trying to be lightful here. You know, help me out. And before I continue, I want everyone to know that we have time codes in the description. So if you're listening on Spotify, iTunes, or anywhere, or including YouTube. You can find the time codes in the description wherever you listen to the podcast. And if you don't want to listen to the whole thing, I understand that not everyone has, you know, an hour to spare, you know, to listen to a podcast. So if you want to listen to a specific part only, so you can go to the description, press on the time code and just, and find the topic you want to listen. You know, will be 10 minutes, 15 minutes, or how long, I don't know how long the topic will be, but hey, you get the idea. You want to save some time? time goes in the description, so that's kind of it and in the same description you can find our social media links you know, your twitters, your blue skies your uh, what, else, what, what do we have of course, youtubes and but I, I don't know, social media these days is really difficult so we have some so just follow us, add us there you know, give us a bump in the, again, algorithms you know It's also social media, all I'm going to say. So if you want to follow us directly, go find us there. Everything is in the description. And of course, if you enjoy the show, please do leave a reading in your respectable audio platforms you're listening on, as it helps us to be more discoverable and you're helping the podcast to grow. I mean, it does help, so... And I've been seeing a lot of people been leaving reviews and stars and... I don't know what to call them. Yeah, reviews and stars, yeah, on s- different audio platforms, and thank you so much, guys, thank you so much, it actually means a lot. It does help to bump the podcast up in the algorithms, you know, p- people can find it easily, and it does help. So, thank you guys for doing that, and it really means a lot. And last and not least, and if you really, really enjoy this show, you really enjoy Battlefield One Podcast, I fully recommend to check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash by subscribing to the Patreon, you're not only supporting us on this Battlefield adventure, you're also getting early access to the future Battlefield 1 episodes and other future videos I post on the Lanky like Soldier channel, but also you're getting exclusive episodes of LGG Extra Podcast, which me and Ray are hosting. And I think those episodes are really amazing because it's just us being free, you know, from all the nonsense that is happening around the world and on the internet and everything and just us being relaxed, more honest about our opinions about everything we want to talk about. Of course, it's video games all the time or Battlefield or Call of Duty or any other topic regarding video games and sometimes about movies and we like it. We actually like hosting LGG podcast. We make some, I think, amazing episodes and it would be really a shame if you don't check them out. And you can use the free trial. So if you don't want to subscribe fully, and you're not f- fully, uh, what's the word, not committed, uh, you want to check out if it's worth subscribing, you can use the free trial. Use the free trial, you know, listen to all the episodes we posted so far, and decide if it's worth your time and worth your money. And I hope it is, because I do think we produce some amazing stuff, so check it out. And if you don't want to subscribe, and even if you don't want to use the free trial in that matter, uh, you can always just subscribe to... Not subscribe, I think it's like join groups, join the community or something like that, I don't know how Patreon calls it, but it's a basically a new feature in, on Patreon where you can just join Patreon without paying, and you're basically like a community member there, and you can still interact with the public posts that are happening on Patreon and so on, so still, do that. It bumps our numbers. It let people know that hey, this is not some ab- old abandoned Patreon or whatever. People are being active, there stuff being posted, and so on. So join, why not? It does it does help us out, and if you know, like I say, if you don't want to just subscribe, just be a community member. And sometimes we do giveaways for the uh, some some games. For example, last giveaway we did for the Patreon users was uh, EA Sports FC 24 on PlayStation code and yeah, it was formerly as known as FIFA 24 so it's a FIFA game It's it, EA gave us a code so we gave it away and we picked a winner and yeah it was fun, so someone ha- has a premium edition of EA Sports FC on their Playstation and I hope they enjoy the game so we do giveaways sometimes so just for that I, sh- I recommend to join the Patreon and that's it, I think that's all the announcements I have for today I have nothing else to say. Uh, Ray is not available for this particular episode because he's not available for today. And so, but I do want to push out this episode as soon as possible, just because Battlefield Season Six came out, and I really want to capitalize capitalize on that. That it's barely been a week since it came out, and I want to talk about it. And I have my first impressions. I have things to. I want to talk about. And, yeah, so let's talk about Battlefield, and I hope Ray can join us for the next episode, because there's some news, for example, well, news, more like rumors, that, uh, was it Disney? Disney wanted to buy Electronic Arts? Wanted? But because there was already rumors of, of them wanting to buy EA, that kind of means that it might happen, in a sense, maybe not Disney buying EA, but that means EA is... ...in a position where it can be sold. And there's so many things to dis- to discuss about that because... ...was it like a year ago or six months ago? I can't remember when was it. Maybe six months ago. Uh, when EA split into two. So it's not Electronic Arts anymore. It's Electronic Arts Sports. And it's Electronic Arts Entertainment. People don't really think about that deeply. What that means. But it means a lot. Because... Financials and everything like that, and and there's rumors that Disney was thinking or at least discussing the idea for purchasing AA because they want to enter the gaming business again, even though Disney was in the gaming in- industry before and they did not they did not do good. So anyway, there's a lot of things to discuss. So hopefully Ray can join me for that discussion because it's a really big topic to discuss because it's just insane. Uh, Alright, let me have a sip of water first Because I'm recording this by myself Usually I have ready to talk while I'm taking a sip of water So, But today I'm by myself today. So yeah, sorry if I'm just gonna take a sip of water And just take a two second break Anyway, so, Battlefield Ugh, Okay, I need to breathe <laughs> I need to breathe Alright, Battlefield Season 6 is out And I'm gonna start with the trailers they released for Season 6. So, Battlefield 2042 Season 6. They released a cinematic trailer, and they released a gameplay trailer. And I'll be honest, the production quality of those trailers is really amazing. Really amazing trailers. Well-produced, well-edited, well-executed. I think it's, uh, as usual, dice and electronic arts. Are really good with their marketing material. It's they are amazing trailers, but my criticism I have regarding them, and as especially my girlfriend mentioned that, is the they're, they're a bit samey. And I have to agree with her because every trailer they released is very samey. I, and it's nice to see you know explosions and you know. Good exposition, whatever you wanna call it, you know, explain what's happening with this game mode or map or team or the season. Like, I, it's, it's nice, but every trailer is basically the same. It's just basically the show, they show the soldiers, something happens, there's explosions and then shooting and that's it. Like, I enjoyed the last trailer, uh, which was for Reclaimed, so for season five. Because there was a bit some story, at least something happening, something like some sort of I don't really know what's the story about for 2042 because sometimes it's really difficult to follow. But at least there was something to explain what's happening in the game. At least they tried. And I really enjoy that. And they do kinda hear this showing hey, there's like um, human experiments happening, all that kind of stuff. I I get that, but sometimes it's just sometimes you need something more than just shooting with the beat in the background. You know, you know what I mean. Like it, be- it just becomes really samey. You know, you have a track in the background like that has a beat. You know, and all your shots are going to the. You know, all all shooting is happening to the beat, which is. Fine, you know, fine and, and, and great and everything, but sometimes you need a bit more, you know, you need a bit more story, you need a bit more context, you need a bit more meat, you know, it's fine to showcase those characters once in a while to promote the map and so on, but it's just something you suggests you want something more, something that gives a bit more oof, you know, something, like maybe like Irish talking uh, uh, talking in the background about something or some other character you know ooh sorry i just burped uh you need something you need something that is pushes the narrative forward and just shots of explosions and shooting you know with a beat in the background it's it, it gets boring after a while it's great for like a couple of trailers but it gets really boring really quick even though the co- production quality is everything great trailers are fantastic but i it would be great to have a bit more meat, like something. So, like, a bit more character, a bit more story, you know? I don't want Balf to be just shooting and explosions and all that kind of stuff, even though it's a first-person shoot, but you need something. And regarding marketing, uh, I know some content content creators got some physical mail, they got, like, puzzles to solve. You know know how Call of Duty sends out some random shit? random stuff to content creators, and they, like, have to figure out something, work together to unlock the, I don't know what to call it, the next clue, whatever, so Battlefield started doing that with season 6, I'm gonna talk about that later, uh, but I just find it interesting that Battlefield and the EA actually did that, because they usually never do that, so that means they have a lot of confidence in this season, and, but we'll talk about that later. So season 6, there's a, there's a big huge list of changes that happened with the season And I really want to talk about them But I don't think I'm gonna cover everything Because I'm pretty sure I'm gonna miss something But in general, I really like this season I really like the season I really like what they did with certain changes I love what they did with the vehicles I love what they did with the gunplay It's not really mentioned I did ask someone who knows better than me if they did something to the gunplay. I know they fixed a bug where certain weapons had a really weird recoil, so they kind of fixed that bug where the recoil is a bit more manageable and not ridiculous, and it's easy to track now when you aim and shoot at the same time. I think they did it to allow weapons, or they they did something to the shooting mechanics, and it feels a bit more... it feels better, which is good. But like I said, I'm not gonna cover all of the changes because there's so many changes and I know I'm not gonna miss some. And I don't think you want to listen all just me reading patch notes. I don't think that's really interesting to anyone and I don't believe that's really interesting to listen to begin with. But yeah, um, first and foremost, I wanna say that the, as I'm recording this, there's a free trial happening on Balfour 2042. I think it's happening for three days. I think it ends tomorrow, if I remember correctly. So t- today I'm, as, I'm recording on the 15th of... October which is Sunday and I think that free trial ends tomorrow. So at the moment as I seen Battlefield 2042 has 80,000 plus players on Steam alone. That is insane because on a regular basis for the last year since launch on Steam alone we have like we usually have like 10,000 players, you know 8,000, 5,000, at one point like hit 3,000, I think. But usual 10,000 10, players on Steam, so let's say 10,000 on Steam and 10,000 roughly on other platforms, let's say. it's Let's guess 50,000 players on all platforms, which is great. But if it's on Steam alone, 80,000 players are playing the game right now, when the Call of Duty Modern Warfare three trail, or oh, not trailer, beta, actual beta is alive right now, and Battlefield managed to have eighty thousand play- players on Steam alone. In comparison, on a regular basis, Call of Duty: Warzone has hundred thousand players on a regular basis. So this only shows that Battlefield, even when Call of Duty is promoting its most the, 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 the proposing the new game that is about to come out. This only shows that Battlefield still has the brand recognition, still has the brand power, the, it's still a big franchise and it's it can't compete with Call of Duty if done right. And Battlefield always been that franchise that always tried to compete with Call of Duty but for the wrong reasons. It tried to be Call of Duty because try to get the players that love Call of Duty, so let's do Battlefield what Call of Duty does. You know, we're Battlefield. Let's 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 do what Call of Duty does, and trying to bring those Call of Duty players to Battlefield. You know, and I think that was the biggest mistake EA or Dice ever did is because they tried to be like Call of Duty. Don't be like Call of Duty. Be Battlefield. There's a reason why your franchise is so big in the first place, because people don't want to call. They don't want to play Call of Duty. If they want Call of Duty, they play Call of Duty. So I'm really glad, It's I'm actually surprised and amazed, even though it's a free trial, a lot of people are playing, you know, because it's for free, you know, might as well check out, new season, and so on. 80,000 players on Steam alone, so that's amazing, so l- l- that's not including PlayStation, uh, EA App, or Origin, whatever you want to call it, Xbox, you know, and that's including PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and the, was it, the new Xbox, Xbox Series X. 80,000, so roughly 80,000 players on each platform. That's a lot of players, a lot of, blo- a lot of new players or returning players coming back to play the new season. And that's a very positive sign for this game. And We'll talk about the, this game uh, a bit more, but like the future Battlefield, but that's a really positive thing and a really promising sign. So I hope that will continue. The just because the free trial will end, hopefully the player base is not gonna drop too much. Cause I think the season six is very good, very promising changes, promising stuff, and the map is good and so on. So I hope that will stay. And the yeah, I mean that that's all I'm gonna say. It's like it's a really good sign. So basically, season six. um, I'm going through the some. Um, I'm going to the road roadmap. So of, of course it has a new Balpas, uh, new skins. Uh, it has a new vehicle. It's like a, a I call it a uh but it's basically a two seat mini uh, helicopter. Not a helicopter. How are they called? Not a drone. It's basically a bike with a bike that can fly. That's all it is. And it's. I tried it. It's cool. It's nice. I mean. Funny, but it kinda fits the theme for Battlefield, you know, for for the future Battlefield or what you will call it like the Battlefield 2042 era. It makes sense. So of course we have no skins new skins and everything. Uh new new vehicle. Yeah, no new vehicle. But yeah. Oh, they also oh no, I'm gonna talk about that later. So let's talk about the map first. So the the theme of the season is basically uh there's human experiments happening ...in Scotland or I think the map is based in Scotland. Ooh, sorry, I burped again. So, there's a human experience happening. There's, like, cyborgs and all that kind of stuff. And you fight in a map that is basically... ...a la Operation Metro, Operation Locker. So, if you play Battlefield 3 and Battlefield 4... ...you know what kind of map this going to be. It's going to be a very close core map. Uh, four Flags... Very tight spaces, very long corridors and so on. Maybe like, I would say like a three-lane map, you know, with 64 players. And usually, it's basically a grinder map. It's like a grinding map. It's like you basically load into this map to get some kills, level up your weapons, just explosions everywhere, it's just a clusterfuck of shit everywhere, you know. And it's a good, this map, which is called Redacted, it's nothing like Operation Lock or Operation Metro, because I usually never like those type of maps in Battlefield, because it, there's usually no tactics, no prog- no good progression, it's just, it's just basically brain-dead mode, monkey sees, monkey shoots, you know. It's just like, oh, you see a a red diamond, you shoot that red diamond, and you die, you respawn, and you're back in the fight, like, in two seconds. It's, you know, it's not really deep. That's how it was on Operation Metro and Operation Loka, especially on Metro. Metro just, like, one lane, people shooting at each other, and just, like, have fun. Loka was a bit more... uh, was it? more what was the word I'm looking for? Not expanded, more like a bit more less narrow, you know. Less narrow, it was still a narrow map, but it was less narrow. Uh, redacted, which is this map, this season's map, it's kind of the same, but is a bit more unique in itself. Like, each flag, each objective on the map has its own unique. You know, design idea. You know, each flag is very unique from each other. It's not the same. Uh, in the middle of the map, you have like a a, a now abandoned, like a little house with the little village. Like you know, it's overgrown, it's old, it's destroyed, but it's like a little village thing. I don't know what you call it. If you ever play Battlefield One and you played on Argon forest, one of the flags was it, one of the. I think it's an A flag. It's basically that. It's like a destroyed, overgrown leftovers of a of a village or building or castle. I can't remember what was it, but it's basically that. While on the other side of the map, on redacted, you have like a testing facility. You have you you know you have these cylinders. So you have your X-rays, all that kind of stuff. And the other side of the map, you have your like. Um, not contain like a storage area or whatever you want to call it, and each you know, each objective on the map is very unique from each other, it's not the same, it creates a different fighting opportunities, and that's very cool. It's actually a well designed map, and I really, really love that. It's just one of those things that you happy to play over and over again because every fight is not going to be the same, like on Operation Metro or Operation, or Operation Loka. That's the problem I had with Operation Locker and Metro, is because all the fights were the same, locations were the same, flags were the same. Yeah, the, sometimes the map is longer and sort of like, or wider, whatever. But the fights were the same, the the scenery was the same, and redacted. Every fight is different, and that's really a really good thing because you there's you will be less bored playing the map this over and over again you know. So I really like the map, I really like the idea that what they're going with, there's like a bit more darker, first ever Battlefield map that is indoors apparently, and it's like, you know, human cyborgs, human experiments, you know, it's a bit more dark, you see like dead bodies on the floor, you know, blood and all that kind of stuff, and that's cool, I actually like the idea, it's 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 one of those like, it's funny when you put Battlefield Quite a really goofy franchise, if you ask me. In a very serious environment. It just works. Even with the ridiculous skin, sometimes players running around and everything, but Battlefield always stayed... Even though Battlefield was always uh, not that serious franchise, as in, like, it was serious, but it was never really, like, that ultra-realistic, you know. It was authentic, but not ultra-realistic. It's really interesting how Battlefield can work really well when put in a serious environment, you know, when there's a serious tone happening in the game. You know, and I think that's what people really want from Battlefield 2042 like that tone, the tone they were promised when the game was being promoted. You know, when the first, you know, when the reveal trailer of Battlefield 2042, like everything is going to shit, the whole plan is going to shit. Everyone are fighting for survival and all that kind of stuff. And it was some really serious stuff. And when the game came out, it was like, don't be sad. Sometimes it just works out like that. Sometimes tone was introduced into the game. It was really feeling our place, you know. And now, wow, almost two years later, we have a map that is very serious in its tone, serious in its presentation. You know, it's still Battlefield 2042, but it works. It just works. And I really, really like that. Also, there's a Halloween mode apparently coming in the future. Uh, well, in the future, as I'm recording this. Uh, there's a, there was a good video from a YouTube called Flagfire. So if you're really familiar with Battlefield content creation, or, you know, YouTubers and everything. So you probably heard of Flagfire. Uh, and for, for people that are listening... If you actually want to hear our interview with Flag that we did, you know, we, we we had him on the podcast on Live Gaming Gathering. So, if you want to hear an interview we did with him on, on the podcast, just talking about content creation, about Battlefield, all that kind of stuff, go check on Spotify or iTunes or wherever you listen to the podcast or YouTube in that no matter. Go search for Live Gaming Gathering, episode 29, I think. You'll see, it's like, it's called interview, interview with Flagfire, and listen to the podcast. I think we did, it's one of my favorite episodes we ever did, because it was an amazing interview we did. It was really fun, very interesting, and yeah, I, I do recommend to listen to it. So if you're familiar, if you're familiar and you know who Flagfire is, I recommend to listen to that interview, because it's really amazing. So, Live, in, live Gaming Gathering, episode 29, Interview with Flagfire. You'll find it. It's a really good episode, podcast, and I really loved it. Um, as I was saying. Right, so he made a good video about the next upcoming Halloween mode. And it's something that with Cyborgs, uh, something gonna be like... Um, some people speculating it's gonna be like a Conquest type of mode, something like that. I don't know, but the what I love about this, that Battlefield was never really known for its, you know, LTM's. Limited time modes, and I'm glad they're actually doing that, especially for Halloween. Uh, They did it for season like mid season events and so on, but it's it's not the same. This is the first time they ever did officially with like a limited time mode for Halloween. They did that for Battlefield 4 CTE, if I remember correctly. So it was like, why? Almost 10 years ago. Yeah, nine years ago. My god, it was nine years ago. Uh, So they did it. like a limited time mode for Halloween nine years ago. And they're finally doing another LTM officially now on the retail version of the game. And I'm really curious how it's gonna work. And I hope it's gonna be really fun. I hope it's gonna be really interesting. Um, something with cyborg, something about hu- AI controlling humans. And hopefully it's good. Hopefully it's really fun. There's some already some teases about... Some creepy AI talking to you, saying that oh, they can, the AI can see you, all that kind of stuff. So it's it's really interesting. So I hope it's going to be good and it's going to be fun. And I do recommend to watch Flagfire's video on YouTube about it because it's it's really cool. So I hope it's going to be good and really fun. Um, this is the longest season so the, uh, so far. It's going to be sixteen weeks, and a lot of people speculating. Why it's so long Well I think the reason why it's so long Is because the season was delayed And this I don't think you want to end the season end, end the season like at New Year's And basically have nothing for a year uh, For for a month So assuming There's gonna be a season 7 Assuming there's gonna be a season 7 And we're gonna talk about that later Um, I get I understand why I um, It's it's one of those things. It's because of schedule, so I understand why the this is a sixteen week long season, the longest season they ever had in Battlefield 2042. is because of the timing. It's, beca- it's because it's Christmas, New Year's, and everyone's gonna be on holiday. There's nothing they can do or whatever. So I get it. Like I don't think there's any deep conspiracy theory why it's so long. I think it's just because it's just timing. It just makes sense and because of the timing and how long this season is uh, oh my phone uh, beeped sorry about that and because how long this season is it's they actually reduced like the how much uh, balpas p- points you get by completing your weekly challenges they that they did address that they're going to change it they're going to change it to because people were complaining that it's taking too long to level up the balpas you know to complete the balpas and so on so I know Battlefield did say they're gonna change to to be more like a regular like last season. So I'm glad they actually listened to the feedback and they're like, yeah, I'm sorry that this was not supposed to be like that. So we're gonna change it. We're gonna make it a bit more less time consuming to complete the battle pass. And I'm glad they're doing that because the thing is, like, I haven't played Battlefield 2042 that much, but I did appreciate. That they respected my time as a player. So if I barely was playing Battlefield because as I was, I was still able to finish the battle pass if I really, really wanted to. I, 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 didn't, I did not need to commit a lot of time to complete the battle pass. I, can, I could do it on my own pace. Which is a completely different story, for example, in Call of Duty. Which is time-based. It doesn't matter how good you play, how well you play, or whatever you do. It's always re- very grindy. And they, something, I remember back in, like, when Verdansk was out, when the Warzone 1 was out, you know, back in to 2000, 2020, yeah, 2020. Season passes were not that grindy back then, I do remember that. But something with this game, something they changed, that completing the battle pass these days is very, very difficult and very grindy. It's just... I don't know why they did. I, I, well, I, I, they probably want to incur, you know, buff the metrics a bit. Like, look how many players we have. How, how many players are still playing the game and so on. And then they will stop playing. Look how ga- good the game is. You know, and while Battlefield is like, nah, you, you, you complete the challenges you'll complete the battle pass. It's that easy. And I really, really appreciate that about Battlefield. No matter how much shit... They... they dice in EA, they could went completely different direction. They could literally told, no, fuck you. You're going to do this our way. You're going to stay and play this game non-stop. Because we need to buff the metrics and we need to make sure that this game is still not dead. I'm glad they respected the player base and their time and say, no, you just complete the weeklies, play a little bit, and you'll complete the battle pass. I love that. And I'm glad they actually responded to the feedback they got in this last week. And from the next week, they'll buff the how much points you get from the battle pass, uh, do, do, how much you're doing from the weekly challenges. And I'm glad they're doing that because it actually means so much. And I'm glad they're listening and they actually respect you as a player. They're still a big company, they're still a big brand. <laughs> you know, I get it. But I'm glad they respect their customers in a sense that you can complete the battle pass on your own pace. And speaking of battle passes, they released like a... Uh, <laughs> You know how they 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 want to be. They try to call copy Call of Duty sometimes because that's what Call of Duty like. It, it just creates a big, uh, interesting dynamic. So whatever Call of Duty does in their you know gaming sphere, you know why would they do uh, in the gaming industry? Usually, all other publishers and game developers follow because oh that works. That means we're gonna do it too. So for example, battle passes. The reason battle passes exist in the first place is because Fortnite exploded and people like the idea of battle passes, so every bloody company is doing now battle passes. You know that Fortnite made the battle passes popular and Cluedy did other popular stuff that everyone followed. It's just uh, it's it published as following trends. But what Battlefield uh, is doing right now is they're introducing a new type of battle pass, which you can only buy with real money, and that's how Call of Duty. That's what Call of Duty started basically doing. Like about six, seven months ago, uh, Battlefield introduced an uh, expensive edition of the Balpas. So you can't buy it with in-game currency. You can only buy it with real money, and it was like thirty bucks. And because it was thirty bucks, and it was only for the season, you get like extra skins, extra like Call of Duty points, and all that kind of stuff. And it was outrageous what they did because he had to buy the thing every season over and over again. So, we're talking 30 bucks per season. So, every two months, you buy, you paid 30 bucks to for the developers, you know, the expensive edition. You didn't have to get it, of course, because it was just all cosmetics. But it was one of the best selling things ever. Like, it sold a lot. And because it sold so much, other publishers including EA, they looked at you like, wait, wait a minute, well, people are buying this, so why can't we do that? And which they did. So they introduced, like, a battlefield, the Battlefield introduced a thing called Battlefield Ultimate Pack, and it's basically that. So, you you have your regular battle pass, you can buy with uh, in-game currency, then you have a more expensive one, when you get, like, tier, tier skips or something like that, and you have your you know, so-called Black Cell. But it's not Black Cell, it's called Ultimate Pack. And it's basically the, the Battle Pass Expensive Edition. So I'm guessing if there's gonna be a Season 7 and Season 8 and so on, they're gonna be doing this on a regular basis now. So you're gonna have your regular pass, your expensive Battle Pass, which you can buy with in-game currency, and you have your money. You can only buy with money the uh, Battle Pass. And he comes with some exclusive skins and so on and it, well, it's just it's just cosmetics at the end of the day. I love that they, <laughs> I love that they actually do it. Like when I say I love that, I don't mean like I actually I just find it hilarious that they decide to do that. They looked at Call of Duty and like, you know what, we need to we need to do the same thing because he, he actually makes them money. So maybe we can make a bit of extra money too. And that means that if Battlefield is doing it, and Call of Duty is doing it, that means all other games, I'm pretty sure Fortnite will do it soon, very soon, If because they pay attention, they pay they pay attention to what people are doing. And gaming becoming is really, these days, is very expensive. It's becoming really, really expensive. I mean, right, it's only skins, for now. But it's just fine that it's becoming very, very expensive. Because it's just trying to capitalize on that, you know, on whales trying to spend all the money they can. I, I don't know if it's a bad thing or a good thing. I just find it really interesting that they're introducing a battle pass that you can only buy with money. And it's like 18 bucks, I think, if the last time I checked, maybe 20 bucks. So it's not far off from 30 bucks that of Duty is, offers, but, is offering, but Battlefield is offering for 20. Maybe because they have less skins and less. Perks, but we are we are here, I guess. Okay, right. Um, I want to talk about vehicles. So, what they did with the season, they actually made something I never believed they will do. So, with season six, they start to change vehicles, how they work, and so on, and especially tanks. So since Battlefield 2042 came out, I made a video on my YouTube channel uh, like a month after release, and I was basically talking for 20 minutes, I think, 20 or 30 minutes, I can't remember. It was basically me talking and discussing how vehicles in Battlefield 2042, 20, 20, 2042 are very underpowered, badly designed, with no countermeasures to fight off multiple enemies with no acceleration or speed to run away from enemies or do anything interesting with, like, have any interesting tank battles or fights or whatever. Now, a lot of people listening to this podcast, and I know certain a lot of you are infantry players, and you probably think vehicles are overpowered, you probably think they're OP and so on, and I, I don't think that's true, because one just because it can kill you with one shot directly or with a splash damage doesn't make it OP, because on the day, it's still a tank, it's a vehicle, and you have the tools to fight tank, but anyway, I'm not gonna talk about that. Basically, trust me on this one, because I've been playing vehicles, I've been playing tanks since I started to play Battlefield. We're talking 10 plus years, you know. And uh, always been a really good tank driver. I always knew what makes, a, you know, tank gameplay really fun, interesting, and so on. Because I personally think I'm really good in with those tanks. People might... Like, for example... <laughs> I had so many arguments. Like, for example, I'm in a tank, and I have friends, you know, re- trying to repair me, and they always bitch at me that, oh, why are you moving away? Why are you move around? And like, wow, well, I can't repair you, and so on. But that's the thing. I played competitive battlefield matches and I understand that they're probably not in the same mindset as me but the reason why I survive in a tank so long and why I do well in a tank is because I pick my battles carefully and I know when I need to attack when I need to be more aggressive I need to when I need to be more defensive I need to retreat and so on it's hard to explain to them and because I back in the day when we played competitive matches always had a designate we call it repair monkey we always had a designated repair monkey so i was the driver in the tank and i had a repair monkey with me that was a gunner so he that person always knew when to get out and get in into the vehicle because he knew when we're in trouble you know when or when we had to retreat and so on and it all depends, you know, it's just about experience, it's about communication and so on, like, you know, when you're playing, like, duos tennis or, or any duos or any type of game where you need to play with a friend, you know, or with a teammate, whatever, right, and you have to cooperate and understand each other, how you work and so on, you know, understand each other's play style. So it's kind of the same, you kind of need to have, find that balance of, you know, you have your driver and you have your support guy preparing you, whatever. It's one of those things that you can't just Teach you have to just experience it yourself and play and practice non-stop. But anyway, that's I it's a tangent, it's not really that important. The thing is, I'm trying to say is that playing with vehicles in Battlefield, I I think I understand like how to make them fun and how to make them interesting and and rewarding and so on. Because I've been playing them for so long, so I know what works, what doesn't, and so on. So for the my Biggest criticism regarding twenty forty two, when it comes to vehicles, was that when you played these tanks, they were too slow. The turret speed was too slow. Acceleration was too slow. There was no anti you know countermeasures against v- air vehicles, especially especially like helicopters and so on. the, the 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 damage model was really bored and was like always the same. Doesn't matter if you hit from them from the front or the back or from the side, it was always the same static damage, which was really not fun when you were like fighting multiple tanks at multiple tanks at once. There was no reason to be clever, no reason to be you know go around them or be very smart about your you know how you pick the fights in a tank. Because it doesn't matter. Because it was all static damage. It was all the same. It was really basic and very simple and slow and sluggish. It was just not fun. And people say like, oh, they were very overpowered. Well, just because you buy, die from a tank doesn't mean they're overpowered. You know, it was really easy to dunk on a tank in twenty forty two. If you're if you're a battlefield veteran or whatever and you played engineer all the time. Th- Battlefield 2042 technically is the easiest game for you to dunk on the tank and just kill them like they're nothing. It was the easiest game. They just I'm sorry that that will not change my opinion. But, but this season they introduced some changes. For uh, for example, here let me read the tweet. For example, uh, from them for Battlefield Com or whatever you want to call it, communications Twitter whatever. So, tank tracking friction is lowered, allowing for tanks to have improved momentum when turning. In general, this will make feel lighter when maneuvering the vehicle in all directions. So, that's one of the examples, right? We also have increased the engine power when running on the lowest RPM, resulting in improved acceleration in reverse as well as turning from standstill point, which was my number one complaint, the number one complaint when it comes to tanks. They were sluggish, they were slow, you ha- if, you're, if you got shot, you had no chance. You just like if someone threw a smart grenade at you and disabled your turret you have no defense against that you can't run away you can't do anything you're screwed and what they did with the season they made them faster they made the turrets faster they made the acceleration faster they made it more smoother and also they improved the physics how you you know you going from like you know you go up the hill and just drive off the hill with a tank Back, you know, when the game came out, you could basically float a bit forward, and it would look, felt really weird. But now you actually—they have proper physics. You just like you know, up go the hill, and you go down. You actually land properly as you're supposed to in a tank, you know, with more some somewhat realistic physics. And they improved how the tanks feel. And I played this like I I, I played on a couple of maps where the tanks were available because on the new map. Um, redacted You're not You're not allowed to play With any vehicles Because it's an infantry only mode only, only infantry map So I play with tanks And so on And my god I swear to god It's Day and night difference Tanks feel Really good right now And um They haven't mentioned that Anywhere But I am pretty certain They also changed The damage models On the tanks So That means If you shoot the tank Up front You know face to face you shoot him on the front he'll take less damage than he will take from the back so if you shoot him in the back it will do more damage but if you shoot from the front and you hit him in the front it'll take less damage from the side they will take a bit more damage I'm pretty certain they they changed that because I played with my friend a couple of days ago and I noticed that even though they had a couple of guys a couple of engineers repairing him at front back Something. Oh well, it's just engineers repairing it. Yeah, but just because they're repairing, it doesn't mean they will take less damage. You will still take the state that same static damage, and then you will see the you know health bar going up on the tank because they're repairing it. No, but this time they took. Tu- I noticed it took less damage, and I'm like, huh, that's weird. I haven't I haven't tried to pick the uh, shoot him in the back because I was like, it was, it, the situation wasn't there for me to do that but i'm pretty certain they did that and that's good that means tank battles now will be more clever more entertaining and more smart so that means it that it's not just to bulk metal just hitting each other, just like, ooh, I shoot, I, f-, you know, just two idiots slapping each other, that's how I imagined tank battles back back in 2042, you know, before this update, it's just two idiots slapping each other, and just like, I, I slap, you slap me, I slap, and it, see whoever f- falls first, you know, th- th- that's how I imagined tank battles be, and now it's more clever, it's more smart, it's like, you actually have to think where you, how you fight, you know, you have to now decide, do you want to go from the front, do you have engineers on you repairing, you, or you want to try to go flank them and try to get them from the back, when do you need to retreat, when do you need to attack, You're Like, and because it, you can do that now, because the tanks are faster, it's easier to control them, they're more smoother, tank turrets are more responsive, that means you can react better to any danger that's coming your way, and that's fantastic, it's like, I... Every, Everything I mentioned in that video, like was 20-30 minute long video, I sent it to Dice. I hope someone watched it. Well, it looks like they did. I mean, crap. We the, the be was it um. When the game came out, tanks did not have APS, which is uh, advanced protection system. It basically negate destroys all the rockets coming away for a limited time, for like for three seconds, two seconds, whatever, and. The game did not have that, you know, and was it, well, uh, I want to say, nine months ago, they finally introduced that into the tanks, I'm like, oh, hallelujah, they actually did something right, at least for once, and now, you know, two years later, they finally did something I never imagined they would do, they comp- they changed the tank mechanics entirely, and I was like, oh, wow, that's, that's amazing, you actually improved the tanks, and they're actually really fun to play now. Hallelujah. Thank you, guys. Someone listened, someone actually cared, and I hope this is a good sign for the future Battlefield or next upcoming seasons. Because now I'm like, well, now I can play Battlefield a bit more often because this is somewhat fun now, because the mechanics are different, they, they actually promotes a more interesting gameplay. Now, okay, uh... I, Sure, I can talk about tanks for more, more, you know, more so on. But I, I understand you don't want to listen to the tanks all the time and so on. Oh, but also one, one more thing about the tanks. Uh, you know, one of the characters' uh, specialist Rao, I think, what that's his name, the one that hacks equipment and vehicles and so on. So when you got hacked by him, you could not shoot. You could drive around, but you could not shoot. Now you can shoot. You're hacked. And I'm guessing uh, your screen is a bit more blurry, more covered, and you can't really see that much. But you can shoot. When you go hacked, you know, before this update, it, just, it, it was just garbage. That means you have to just retreat slowly, and hopefully you will not die because engineers are not doing their jobs. The reason you would not die is because engineers were not, were not doing their jobs. The enemy engineers, I mean... So now you can shoot and you can retreat and so on. That's great. You can you have more chances to defend yourself against, you know, v- hacks, you know, other tanks and the other you know vehicles, air vehicles that just basically dunk on you because you have no protection against that. And that's that's great. That's great. So anyway, um what else we can talk about here? There's a new anti cheat that the agent is introducing to the game. Which is called EA, anti cheat or something like that. And nothing to say here, it's just like, fuck hackers, you know, everyone that hacks in a video game, you know, for a specific advantage, you know, in a multiplayer game, go fuck yourself. I'm sorry, no, no, I'm not sorry, go fuck yourself. Every person that hacks in a video game is just like, I don't know what the fuck you're doing with your life. Seriously, why? You have, you can do better things, you can, you can just be a bad human being, you don't have to be a piece of shit, you know. Whatever. Well, so hopefully that Electronic Arts or EA Anti-Cheat works. Um, now it's in Battlefield, it's active, it w- it's working. So hopefully that's it. Uh, I've seen some people complaining that, um, uh, that the map is 64 player only. And I'm I'm going to say this. I understand. If, if you're not... A r- okay, here's it. If you haven't played Battlefield for a while... You probably don't even care how many players are on the server. You just want a good game. You just want a good Battlefield game. That's it. But as I was reading Reddit, you know, good all famous Reddit. As I was reading Reddit, some of them were complaining that the map is only 64 players. And I'm just thinking, okay, you're on Reddit. You're on a Battlefield 2042 subreddit. So I'm guessing you're somewhat familiar what's happening in with this game for the last couple of months. So what a? F- Why are you complaining? It's only sixty-four players. When they know, like when they announced, and it was obvious from a couple of months ago that they are banning 128 twenty-player experiment. Like the new map from season five, redacted, not redacted uh, reclaimed, was sixty-four player only. You could have hundred twenty-eight players on. Uh, What's it called? On Portal. Then the new redesigned map of... Uh, not Sinai Desert. Uh, Hourglass, the desert map, right? It was redesigned as a 64-player variant. A lot of people were complaining, why is it 64? Well, because they are abandoning a 128-player experiment. And now this, the new map, is 64 players only. And the complain, why Why is it not 128 players? I don't think you... Un- like, are you that oblivious? Or you just don't understand? Or... I, I don't know. I don't know. If you listen to this podcast and I'm cussing you for this, I'm sorry, but... Well, I'm, pre- I'm pretty certain you understand what's happening and you see the signs that, like... That, hey, 128 players did not work. This experiment is over. And DICE wants to focus on 64 players because it offers bad gameplay... For offers more fidelity for the map, maps, and it just plays bad. You know, it it was obvious they are in that couple of months ago. Like not even a couple of like six months ago, it was obvious they are banning in that because everything they release these days when it comes to maps is sixty four player variants. That's not a coincidence. That's just that's that's a pattern. You know, hundred. I'm sorry, but you have to understand, 128 player experiment is over, and I'm. If you haven't played Battlefield for ages and you have no idea that, yeah, that's fine. Well, why would you know that? But I'm more cussing people uh, that haven't been checking what's happening with Battlefield 2042. They bitch about 2042, but somehow they never noticed that 128-player experiment is over. Like, what have you been doing then? We're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. why are you on Reddit all this time and you still have no idea about that? They're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. are you that oblivious? You know, I I don't get it. So, that's, like, that That made me mad. I'm, like, I'm uh, reading this, like, what have you been doing? You've been on this subway for ages. You, I know you, I can tell you're interacting with the community all the time. And, and you're mad that... like, well, what happened with twenty-three players? What do you think? You know, <laughs> what do you think? I'm pretty sure you have enough, you know, mind power to understand what happened. It's because it, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Uh, anyway, um, last bit of news. Uh, so... End it off, like, with Season 6. I think the map is great. I like the vehicle changes. I like the gameplay changes. Uh, Oh, for example, the gameplay changes. Uh, For example, when someone wants to spawn on you, you know, like, in in squads, someone tries to spawn on you all the time, right? I always, always ask them, since Battlefield 4, I always told DICE developers, listen, you need to include a feature you need to include a feature where the game will tell you that someone wants to spawn on you. It, it was it was in... The first ever... That feature first ever appeared was in Mellow Honor Warfighter. So when someone wants to spawn on you, the game told you. You need to take cover for like three, four seconds or whatever because a player wants to spawn on you. So don't be in a fight. Don't be suppressed. Just... Step back for a little, little bit and wait for the player to spawn you, and the game will tell you that. That was in *Mellohono Warfighter*, which is a 2013 game, and I asked them to include that feature in *Battlefield 2042*. 2014, we're talking about like we're talking nine years, nineteen years uh, uh, late, you know, ago. And finally, finally, in 2042, 2042 season six, they added a feature hey, you're in combat right now. You're being suppressed. Take cover and let the teammate spawn on you. They added like a little yellow notification on the left side of the screen right above the map. The mini, the mini- map is on the left side, right? I can't remember. Yeah, it's on the left bottom bottom left. And there's like a notification on the left side of the screen saying, hey, someone wants to spawn on you. Take cover. And they finally added that. Hallelujah! I I I love it. After basically bitching about it for ten plus years, why Battlefield doesn't have this fucking feature? It was so needed, and they finally added it. I am so happy they added it. Uh, so, thank you. Someone actually listened. Thank you. And I have a feeling. I have a feeling. Who did that at Dice? Who pushed for that at Dice? I have a feeling who's the person that did that because i know who designed the melohona warfighter uh, you know systems regarding eui and so on and this is the same person i always talk to about adding this feature i am pretty certain this is the same person that pushed for this and i'm i think and i hope that's true because that that, that would be really interesting and funny to me so thank you for adding this feature because It's really awesome. I think that was him that encouraged to add this. So, if that's him, that means the next Battlefield game will have. It's in good hands. That means it's in good hands. So, that's great. But yeah, I love Season 6. I I think it's a great season. I think the map is great. Like, it's. They made me realize that a Battlefield game is not complete without a, you know, grindy map like that. Like a battlefield game is not complete without without a map like that. Every battle, like I never liked Operation Locker, I never liked Operation Metro. But if but the battlefield, it, it made me realize that battlefield game is not complete without a map like that. You know, a battlefield game. Did I say map? Yeah, I can't remember. Uh, a battlefield game is not complete without without a map like that. It's just because it just completes the whole package you have your vehicle maps you have your big maps you have your medium maps and so on and you have this grindy small claustrophobic narrow map where people just like shoot each other in a corridor you know and that made me realize i i'm not a big fan of maps like these but we do need them in a battle game and when they're designed really well which this map is I think it's fantastic. I think it's really great for the game. I think it's great for the franchise. I think it's fun for the player base. And as you can tell by the Steam numbers alone, let's back my table, uh, by the Steam numbers alone, it's people are a fan of it. 80,000 80, plus players on Steam alone, not counting other platforms. We're talking hundred like hundreds thousands of players playing Battlefield then. On crossplay and so on. That's great. It's fantastic. You know, and people clearly resonate with that. So, yeah. A Battlefield game is not complete without a map like that. So, I learned that lesson. I guess Battlefield does need a map like that once in a while. You know. A Battlefield game needs that. Right, so, I like it. Season 6 is a fantastic season. Good changes. Cosmetics are actually pretty cool. And... Yeah, I, I recommend it if you never played Battlefield or haven't played Battlefield for a while. I fully recommend 2042 season six. I fully recommend to play it now. Game is in a good state. They actually I can't believe it. They actually did some gameplay changes that are actually meaningful and improved the game so much. And that's great. I love it. That's fantastic. And yeah, I fully recommend it. On the last bit of news, um, I've been talking for an hour, but I just might as well mention this here now, because it's really interesting and probably a little confirmation that we're actually getting more seasons with 2042, which I'm really happy about that. So if you want to know why I care about 2042 getting more seasons... I I recommend to listen to the previous uh, episode of Balfour One Podcast. I think it was episode 5 where I talked about Reclaimed. Actually, let me quickly check. Um, I think it was episode 5. Yeah, it was a a season 5 review episode. So you'll find that I think it was episode 5, I think. Or episode 4. Regardless, one of those. You'll see. Um, So listen to the previous podcast. I basically mentioned in that podcast that... No matter what I think about 2042, no matter how much I might hate it or whatever, I agree with everyone else that it does need more seasons. It needs more seasons, it needs more time to, you know, to cook. Uh, And we need more seasons to salvage this game from the horrible release that happened back in 2021. Yeah, two years ago. And give more time for the next Battlefield to be in a bad state. If the next game is coming out, 2024, I don't think that's the right time to release a Balfour game, because I think Balfour needs a rest, I think it needs a break, I think it needs more time for developers to understand what they want from a Balfour game and make it right. Of course, it's not going to be perfect when it's going to come out, no game is ever perfect. But I think it, they need a bit more time, a, a bit more realization, what works in a Balfour game and so on. And Battlefield 2042 is a perfect testing ground for people to you know for developers to understand what works in the Battlefield game and what doesn't. Because it's a because there was an exodus of Dice Developers happening before 2042. And there's a brand new group of people working on this game. And they need a bit of experience to understand what makes Battlefield Battlefield. You know, as players, we play Battlefield for many years, but just because you are a developer on on some stew doesn't mean you play those games, right? Or you never maybe Played any of those games, but you have to work on those games. So you have to understand what you're making, right? And and the reason I'm like I said, I it just needs more seasons. Is because it, it needs more seasons, The next game needs more time. I think Balfour needs to take a little break. And because this this season, this season six, managed to get over eighty thousand players just on, yes in a, on a free trial you know let's get let's be real here yeah, let's be realistic yeah, on a free trial but still eighty thousand players on Steam alone those are numbers that you compete with call of duty you know one of the best selling games out there so that's a very good sign you know that the this this game has a somewhat of a future you know and this skill and still can last for another year or two so what I'm talking about so basically on prime gaming which is the twitch um gaming rewards, or whatever you call the Amazon rewards or Prime Rewards, whatever you want to call. Like you have Amazon Prime, so that means you can reward some rewards on Prime Gaming and get some free shit in some sort of games. Why were they offering? For example, I'm i re- I'm rewarding my RuneScape rewards or you know Call of Duty rewards or some other rewards that I like I have. Whatever. Would... So you know what Prime Gaming is, right? And back like a year ago, Prime Gaming was offering uh 202042 2042 bundles, skins, whatever. You know, those Prime the prime skins that you get with games. So they were offering that for a year and stopped. So they never did anything for a year. Now, as Season 6 came out, Prime Gaming adding another skin to 2042. You know, it was like a skin for Angel. And it's like double XP, right? There's nothing important, like nothing big. But the bigger news is that when you go down like when you click on the website and you go redeem that skin on Prime Gaming and you go down it says at the bottom like upcoming upco- soon upcoming bundles or skins whatever you know and that's la- and that you know that list is lasting for a whole year that means they have something planned coming out in the next year you know in the next upcoming year so it says the next reward is going to be in 3 months another reward is going to be in 4 months and another another one's going to be in 6 months it's like a really interesting pattern like with months like now of course you might be thinking well this doesn't confirm anything this doesn't mean anything that then that this game is going to be still supportive for another year because they still can release skins but think about it So, if the game is being abandoned, right? Let's say there's a new Battlefield game coming out next year. Why would you release Prime Gaming Rewards for a game that no one will play anyway? As soon as the new game is out, let's say, next year, why would you you redeem rewards for a game that you don't play? You're playing already the new game. You're playing the next Battlefield. Why do you care about 2042 rewards, right? So, it makes no sense to release that. And... the, the Prime Gaming specifically says that it's for 2042. Specifically. Another uh, thing uh, to consider, like, my, people might say, well, it could be just a mistake. A placeholder for the future. You know. You're right. But I worked at Sony Interactive Entertainment. You know, I worked at Sony, a.k.a. PlayStation. And I worked uh, there for two years. And I worked in the store. I worked in the store option. So this is basically what I was working on PlayStation. PlayStation Store. Which is basically the store. And we kind of... I'm guessing this is kind of like similar method of introducing content. Posting, publishing content on the website and so on. and Or platform, when they call it. So I have a bit of experience. I'm guessing they have following the same kind of process that as Sony does. And... Back when I was working there, we would never include placeholders like that for the public consumption. We would never, never, ever post anything like that in the public space, in the public store, in the public, you know, for everyone to see, like, oh, what's coming in the future. It's like, this is like putting the next Call of Duty is coming in the year, yes, duh. But but it's like, you uh, you know, click on a Call of Duty game on a PlayStation store. You go down, and then you see oh, in the ne- next year there's another included coming out. So do you do you want to like put in a wish list or remember or, or something like put a note somewhere that the new game is coming out? Like th- th- that we would never do that for obvious reasons. And why would Prime Gaming would do that? You know, you you would not put placeholders in a public website like that. You know, even by mistake, there's intentions intention, you know, intentions, intention, whatever, to add more stuff to Battlefield 2042. So they have something coming up. This And if there's a new game coming out next year, which I don't think there is, uh, why would you really content on a game that would we'll never play? Right? So that means, because we have this Prime gaming stuff, whether it's a leak or not, whether it's on purpose or not, something is coming. And because something is coming, I think this is a good indicator that Battlefield 2042 is still going to be support for next upcoming year. There will be no Balfour game next year, and we're getting more seasons. From what it seems, it might be a bit longer seasons, because you have to remember, Battlefield 2042, any game, it can't last forever unless you do some really magical coding stuff. You still have limited space how much you can put in a video game, you know, to keep going. So three extra more seasons that will last for a year, so every three months. I think that's fair. I think that's uh not too much. I think that's that the developers were you know, developers can do that. I think it's fair. I think three more seasons for Battlefield 22 to last until the end of the year, is more than fair, if you ask me. I think it's fine. Well, of course, people are like, what about season 10, 11, 12? Like, I get it. We want to be confirmed for, you know, in the future, so we have in, in some sort of investment, some idea that, hey, we're not going to abandon this game, and it's going to be up for more than a year. I, I, I get it, you know. But, and people say, well, why they haven't announced it yet? Well, like I said, Prime Gaming stuff and all that kind of stuff, they don't do that kind of stuff all, by accident. They do it with some sort of intention. So maybe this Prime Gaming League is basically, it was there on purpose to indicate quietly, unofficially, that, hey, gamers, you know, Balfour players, it's okay. We got you. More seasons incoming. coming. So any eagle-eyed person, you know, Hardcore battlefield player. They're the ones that need assurances that there's, there's a new season coming out. They can't announce it officially for whatever reason. Probably the continent's not finished. They still don't know the date and so on. That, 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 I get it. Development is a, is a is a bitch. So they can't officially announce it. Because they don't want to promise something that it's not coming. This is just case, a small indicate, indicator for hardcore community players. Like, hey, we can't officially announce it. That the new season is coming. But it's coming, quietly, it's like, maybe they asked Prime Gaming, you know, maybe they asked Amazon, or whoever's running that, you know, Amazon, Twitch, Amazon, whatever. whoever's running that website, they probably asked them, like, can you include that we're gonna be releasing more stuff for Battlefield 4042, because we want the hardcore players know that there's more seasons in incoming, and because hardcore players will tell everyone, like, hey, more seasons are incoming, it generates a bit of hype. And I remember I was talking to my friend a couple of days ago about leaks, how certain leaks happen on purpose to generate hype and, and, you know, get the feedback and so on, how people react to all of it, and maybe you can change something in the meantime. I'm pretty certain this Prime Gaming stuff that they, like indicated that, hey, mock stuff is coming in the next year, I think that was on purpose. And they were asked by DICE or EA, whoever, asked, like, hey, just can you post this so we can assure the players that there's more stuff incoming, so they can keep continue playing. They have a sense of hope. There's nothing, you know, nothing dreadful to talk about Battlefield 2 because the season is really great. Just enjoy the games, have fun, and wait for the next season. That's I. I think this is is intentional because, as I said, I worked in this kind of environment. I worked in, in a you know online store environment, and this stuff like this. Does not happen by accident? It just doesn't. It be it, will this screen be removed as time goes on? Sure, maybe. Maybe it was a mistake on in some sense, but it was there for a reason. So something's definitely coming. So that's why I think the new that we're still getting we're getting season seven, we're getting season eight and I think we're getting season nine. every three months, and maybe something in between those months, you know, there's, there's still three months in a year. Uh, maybe, like, there will be a week or two, you know, break between seasons, doing something else, you know. And I think, yeah, I think this is a low-king confirmation that Balfour 22 is not being abandoned. There's no Balfour game in the next year. The next game is scheduled for 2025, whether it be, you know, spring or autumn, whatever. I hope it's going to be, like, spring. Spring, because the next Battlefield game should be in spring, because it's just, away from Call of Duty, away from any big launches, it's just, Battlefield would dominate the gaming, you know, the gaming market for the next couple of months, if they release in, in, you know, March, whatever, but not the point. The point is, is I think that we're getting new seasons, that's it. It's, I think it's happening I'm glad it's happening, I had no hope for this game, I still think it's one of the worst Battlefield games released, but I can't deny the positives that they did to this game, the changes they did to the game, I can't deny it, It's it's, changes are good, a lot of good changes, game feels okay. Uh, they're adding some important stuff, they changes how vehicles work, I know they changed some stuff about the Jets, that people are really happy, positive stuff is happening, people love it, clearly, because there's a big player, there's a big number of players that are playing the game right now that we haven't seen since launch, all the signs are there, you know, they're finally adding some good quality of life improvements, and so on, that like, what not to be positive about? So, just because of that, I am more than happy to get three more seasons for this game, and lastly for another year. And while we wait for the next game, that's exactly what I wanted. That's exactly what's in in the previous episode, and I I hope this this is the case. I hope. So, I that's 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 all I'm gonna say. So, on the, to end this podcast because I'm talking more than an hour at this point. Uh, If you do enjoy me talking more than an hour, do let me know and and if you're still listening, thank you so much Thank you so much that you're still listening. Thank you that you care why I have to say Thank you so much for supporting the podcast. Thank you so much for basically Caring why I have to say I get like like, Just it means a lot and thank you so much And Like I said, uh, do check out our patreon, you know, we have amazing stuff on the patreon. It does Helps support the podcast. It helps helps us support the show, you know. And if you don't want to get that extra exclusive content on Patreon, I I understand money is tight these days. So at least join the Patreon as a community member, just for free. You know, use the free trial, or maybe don't even use free trial. Just just join. You know, just pump out numbers. It does help. You know, it does help. You know, be part. You know, be part of the little group. You know, message me on Patreon, whatever. And follow us on, on socials, we you know Twitter, blue Sky, you know YouTubes wherever 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 you fancy and yeah, I hope Ray can join me for the next podcast because I want to talk about some important stuff you know, like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, and that's gonna it. so thank you guys for listening. Don't forget to leave a rating on the podcast whenever wherever you listen to the podcast, Spotify, Apple podcast. Google Podcasts. Oh my God, have you guys heard, heard that Google Podcasts is a thing, and they're shutting down soon? Yeah, I I had no idea. Google Podcasts exit, but whatever, whatever. So, wherever you listen to podcasts, leave us a rating. It does help. It does help people find a podcast. It does it does wonders. And yeah, so I I hope you enjoyed me rambling about Battlefield about this season and so on. So good so thank you guys for listening i'll see you guys on the battlefield don't be a stranger and have a good day have a good night and don't be a douchebag be a good person be live your best life okay and be safe thank you guys for listening